In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony. We're going to start this program with a shout for the Lord. One, two, three. Oh! Glory to God in the highest. I'm reading from Habakkuk chapter 2. I will stand at my guard post and station myself upon the rampart and keep watch to see what he will say to me and that answer he will give to my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one can read it steadily, for the vision still has its time presses on to fulfillment, it will not disappoint you. I tell you, the vision is revival. Revival is breaking over all the country. Wonderful things are happening in universities with children, young men, young women. Write this on the, on the, on the tablets that revival is about to break forth in Boston. Yes, we need revival. We need the power of God. Don't delay. It will not delay. It will do what it's called to be doing. Write this on the vision, on tablets, that the vision that you see, which is revival, will come upon Boston, how we need revival, how we need to be worshiping God 24 hours, seven days a week, how we need to have God do wonderful things in Boston, a revival. The Lord answered me, write down the vision clearly upon the tablets so that one may read it readily, for the vision still has its time, presses on to fulfillment, and will not disappoint you. It will surely come. It will not be late. Amen. We need revival in Boston. I've been preaching for 39 years, and we need revival in Boston. That's what we need. What is the answer to Boston? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the answer. Not Father Tom. No, the Holy Spirit is the answer. That's what happens when revival breaks out. The Holy Spirit has his way. The Holy Spirit has his fruit. The Holy Spirit comes and does for us what we need him to do. And we don't want to get in his way. We don't want to get in his way. We want to know that God has power, and he wants to release it in Boston. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Boston, in Miami, in Mississippi, to all the ends of the earth. Me and Father, we're in Miami right now. We just did a Holy Spirit Conference in Mississippi. And let me tell you, revival broke out there. Revival starts with us loving God. And how do we love God? We love God by following his commandments. We love God by be, being obedient to what he tells us to do. Jesus, he wants to revive you first. Then he wants you 
to go out and revive the area. He wants you to revive the city. He wants to revive where you're from. Jesus wants to encounter you today more than you could ever want to encounter him. And we do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us, but Jesus reveals the heart of the Father. And the more we know Jesus by being obedient to his will, by learning about his word, the more we receive the power of the Father. And when revival breaks out, it's a move of the Father's power. Someone called me yesterday from Asbury Grove in Wenham, and they said revival was breaking out in Wenham. So, Lord Jesus, pour forth your spirit upon Wenham. Pour forth your spirit upon Boston. Let Boston College, let Harvard, let Northeastern University, let let all the colleges in Boston, Lord, touch your glory. In Jesus' name, we release the glory of God. We release the fire of the Holy Spirit. Today, when I was in prayer, the Lord told me, tell the people, if not you, then who? If not you, then who? At the conference, we are talking about we are kingdom enforcers. We are the middle ground between heaven and earth. And you were created to release heaven upon the earth. You were created to release God's power upon this earth. You are created to enforce heaven's decrees upon this earth. Christianity is not a passive sport. God did not create you to be passive and think and wonder. He created you to go forth and do the works of Jesus. Jesus' ministry is continued by you. Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, do you know today he lives within you? When you have that revelation, and you have that revelation that everything Jesus did, you will do and more. You are called to do it. You have the authority to do it. Authority comes out of relationship with Jesus, intimacy and relationship. When we know Jesus, we understand the power that he has given, not only Father Tom, not to me, but to you. And you become a portal in which heaven is released through you. Will you be a portal for Jesus today? Will you live in his yes? Will you say yes to the Lord? Will you go preach the gospel? Maria was just doing a Bible study, and she said in the Bible, the first sign, the first sign that followed the believers of Jesus was they cast out demons. They brought heaven to earth. They released the light of Christ, which drives out all darkness in this earth. And in a time on this earth right now where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. So when we're in a time on this earth in Boston where there's craziness and there's sin and there's ideologies that are so rampant, the good news is the grace of God directly correlates to it. And God wants to pour out his grace and his fire upon not only your life, but upon everyone you come across. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Grace abounds more. God wants to do wonders. I remember how the wonders started at the Cynical with young people praising God. And we drew to us people from all around Massachusetts, Connecticut, and so forth. But you see, you've got to be the one to carry revival. And you've got to be the one that when revival comes, that we repent of our sins, how we need to repent. That's one of the things revival does. It brings us to repentance. It brings us to our knees. It brings us to the heart of the gospel. 
the heart of the gospel is Jesus, the Lord, who rose, died for you, who bled for you, who rose for you, who ascended for you, who has plans for you, plans to give you a future and a hope and a vision, a vision that will be complete in revival, how we need revival. The church needs revival. We do not need another meeting. Meetings are dead. We don't need meetings. We need God to move, to do something that only God can do. You know, we say, I remember going to meetings in Peabody, and nothing ever got accomplished. We would be speaking for two hours, and nothing was implemented. This craziness. It's time for us to say, no more meetings, only meetings in the power of the Holy Spirit, meetings in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, meetings in the power of God. And it's not by power or might. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to infuse you with his power. The Holy Spirit, he's a person. He has a personality. And we can grieve the Holy Spirit, but we can also come into agreement and make the Holy Spirit exuberant with joy. We do that by being obedient to the Holy Spirit. Do you know that God, he, he first releases what he wants to do on the earth to his prophets? Do you know by the Holy Spirit you have the gift of prophecy that today the Holy Spirit wants to use you for something? The Holy Spirit wants to bring someone to the Lord through you. The Holy Spirit wants to re- release revival first in you and then through you. So the Holy Spirit wants to download heaven's blueprints into you, heaven's images into you, and then he wants you to carry that forth into the earth. What is in the light of God? When we are fused with the light of God, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. God's, in the Bible says God is light, and in him there is no darkness. So Jesus is a person. He has a human nature, but he's also light. So right now, Father, we just ask for you to flood us, flood everyone listening with the Taboric light, that in this light coming from heaven, there's a blueprint, the DNA of heaven, that Jesus, through his light, releases divine nature within you. That as Jesus walked in this world, you are called to walk in this world. Even people who are listening right now, the fire of God's love is falling upon you. There is someone being freed of anxiety, depression right now. Someone's hearts are being healed. Someone you've been hurt as a child. And you don't even have a revelation of that your heart has been hardened and closed your whole life. God is revealing to you right now this memory, and he's opening up. And he's saying, I'm going to take away the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Because it's in receiving me that revival is released through you. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus came, yes, to give us redemption from our sins so we can go to heaven. But he came also so that we can be sanctified on this earth, so that we can walk in power, so that we can renew our minds by the power of God. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. Do you know today that Jesus wants to give you your freedom? Do you know today that Jesus wants to give you his power? Do you know today that Jesus lives within you? Greater is within you that's in the world. There is nothing to fear. No weapon that will prosper, come against you will ever prosper because you have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords within you. And what does the King of Kings mean? It means if Jesus is a king, he's anointed you to be a king as well. And when we walk as kings on this earth, 
We have dominion over this earth. We walk in our kingship, and kings make decrees. So in Jesus' name, I decree first over your life that the power of God will fall upon you. I decree over America and over Boston that the fire of God's Holy Spirit, the love of God, and the revival will come upon all of Boston. And revival always begins with repentance. First within us, what do we, what's in our heart that we need to repent of? What sin do we need to let go of? And as we repent to the Lord, it frees us up. And when we get freed up, the door is open, and the Holy Spirit can pour in. You know the thing about demons? Demons are so weak that we, they need us to open the door for them. What's the door that's open to the demonic in your life? Is it unforgiveness? Is it a sin? Is it pornography? Is it judging thy neighbor? You know, when there's a sin we can't let go of, it's not by might or power. It's only by the Holy Spirit and asking Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to come into us. The apostles, when they knew Jesus and they saw him in the flesh and he went to the crucifixion, they were weak and they all ran away from the cross. They left Jesus, although they, they saw the miracles he did. But on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit breathed on them and they were filled with the fire of God, suddenly they had an inward revelation of who Jesus was. They had the power of God, and they were empowered to do the works of God. They were empowered to bring heaven on earth, and God wants to give you that same power today. The word of God, the first word that he said in the Bible in Genesis, let there be light. There was no sun. There was no moon yet, but the light was the light of his glory, the light of his presence, the light of heaven. I tell you, that's what we need. We need the light of heaven the light of his glory, the light of his wonder, awe, and amazement. Yes, it's not thinking about God. It's being in the awe of God. Yesterday, as we celebrated the Eucharist, the presence of God came upon me. It was so delightful. I haven't had that in so long. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How we need your presence. We can do anything when your presence falls on us. We can do anything because the vision will be fulfilled. And the vision is revival, the conversion of our city, of our state, of our country, of the world's countries. Revival needs to break out, break out, break out through the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot make it happen. This is a work of God. It is a work of God. The vision awaits its completion in Jesus Christ, and it will be fulfilled. That's what the Word of God says in Habakkuk 2. It's God doing things in us, for us, and through us. That power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Use your temple well. Let your eyes gaze only on the things of God. We're in Miami right now, and my eyes are gazing on the beautiful flowers and the beautiful leaves and the beautiful sun. That's what I'm gazing on, not gazing on things that you shouldn't be gazing on. And you know that what you're looking at is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Look at Jesus. Look at his face. Let his face shine upon you. Let him not let you know that he's got plans for you, plans to give you a future, plans to give you a hope, 
plans to fulfill your life. You say, but not me. Yes, you, 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 you. So go today. If I was in Boston today, I would go to Boston College. I would go to one of the campuses. Go out and spread the gospel. You know, the, when you receive Jesus, you got the Father's inheritance. You have the Father's inheritance. There's nothing that happens in heaven that can't be released upon earth. There's nothing that Jesus has done that you can't do. In fact, greater works will you do than Jesus because he goes to the Father. You know, our eyes are gates. Our ears are gates. Our mouths are gates. Our eyes are meant to gaze upon the goodness of God, see God in creation, see God in revival. Our ears are created to hear the melodies of God, the preaching of the word of God, not the sounds of heaven. Our mouths are created to proclaim the word of God, not for anything else. The Lord today wants us to first come into repentance. We're, we're on good, we're on, what is it today? Good to know. Sad Tuesday. So today's a day of celebration. Today's a day where we can eat and celebrate and be merry. But we're entering into Lent tomorrow. And during Lent, let's close down these gates. Let's repent for what we need to repent of so that the fire of God can fill you, so that there'll be no blockages. God doesn't want you to have anything blocking you from Jesus, Jesus from the Father. And the only gate that blocks us from the Lord is sin. The only gate that blocks us from the Lord is taking our eyes off God. You know the devil, he has one technique. He can't create or destroy. All he can do is distract. He wants us to gaze upon him instead of gazing upon the Father. When we, through the power of the Holy Spirit, know Jesus, keep our eyes upon the Father, then there's nothing that can distract us. There's nothing that can deter us. You're to walk forward and walk down the enemy in your life. What is the enemy in your life today? Is it depression? Is it anxiety? Is it, is it whatever it is? is? Is it fear? Well, you know what? You have authority to, to stomp on scorpions, to take down the powers of the enemy. So in Jesus' name, I break every assignment against your life. I break every spirit of unforgiveness, every satanic assignment against your life. In Jesus' name, I break it, and I call by the blood of Jesus for you to be washed. I call by the blood of Jesus, Lord, to wash Boston in the blood of Jesus. Wash your family in the blood of Jesus. Who am I to release this? I am no one, but when we understand we are nothing, and it's God is everything in you, that Jesus Christ is living through you, that Jesus Christ is, has the power to release through you, when we live in the when we live in this no longer I who live, but Jesus Christ who lives through me, and we take a back seat to Jesus, that we're not living out of our minds, but we're living out of our hearts, I pray, God, don't let me preach out of my mind, but preach out of my heart. It's through the revelation of God's love that can be released. I was at the airport, and we got stuck on a flight, and there was a whole college baseball team. And Father said, go ask whose back needs to be healed. And we were sitting in the airport. They were a captive audience. I was in my head. I didn't want to do it. But in my heart, I knew that they needed the love of God. They needed to hear the testimony of God. And we defeat the devil by the blood of the lamb and our testimony. Now, these kids all went through the Christian's college. So they knew the gospel message of Jesus, hopefully. So God said, 
Release your testimony, Anthony. Tell them what you've done for me, I've done for you. Tell them what I've taken you out of, the darkness, the addiction, the depression, the hopelessness. And tell them that you have received power, that you used to be in Vegas throwing concerts, but now you're back with a bag full of rosaries, setting the captives free. And as I did, the fire of God fell upon them. They were touched by the Holy Spirit at the end. I, I asked who would like to see, receive the fire of God. I laid hands on them, and now the rest is up to the Holy Spirit. But it's about obedience, because as we're obedient to God, the anointing grows on you. The, the fire of God expands in you. And you know what? You need to know to, you to know that life with Jesus is exciting. There's nothing more exciting on this earth. That if we have depression or anxiety or fear in our heart, it's because we're purposeless. But God has a purpose for you. And only the truth sets you free. Jesus Christ is the truth. He's the truth. He's the truth in your life. So today, just reflect upon Jesus. And as we, what we look upon is magnified. So as we look upon the goodness of God, as we look upon this revival, it becomes magnified in you. And God wants to mag, Jesus Christ, he wants to magnify himself first in you, so you can magnify him in the world. But faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Do we have the faith to take a risk today? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not Christ around you, but Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's the glory of God that shines on the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. Gaze upon his face. Let that glory light you up. Let that glory fill you with presence of God. Let that glory let you know that you are a, a lamplighter. You are a fire giver. You are a person that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who you are. My citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. And from there I await the great coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My citizenship is first in heaven. When I was at the airport one day, they asked me, what is your destination? I said, my destination is heaven. And she said, that's not what I mean. I said, well, that's what I mean. But I said, we're going to Louisiana. But the point of the matter is, my destination is heaven, and we need heaven to come on earth. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus said. And that's what well, we've not really even seen that in, in the church. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's no fear. In heaven, there's no death. In heaven, there's no sadness. In heaven, you don't say bye to anybody. You say hello as people come in. Hallelujah. You're worth the blood of Jesus. You're worth the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. And and in heaven, you're the representative. When Jesus was on the cross, he united heaven to earth so that the power of heaven would come to earth. So today, Father, we ask for you to release heaven. Today, Father, we ask for you to release the love and the power of God. Today, Father, we ask for you to revive any darkened areas within our souls so that we can be awakened and alive and to do your works. 
awakened and alive and to spread your goodness, awakened and alive and to understand that we are created to love God, be loved by God, and spread the love of God. That even in these moments, Lord, we thank you that you destined us for far greater than we could ever ask and could imagine. That you have a plan and a purpose, not only for us, but every person in this world. That everywhere we go, revival should break out. Whether it's a revival meeting in the airport, a revival meeting on a college campus, or a revival meeting on in the supermarket. Day by day, moment by moment, second by second, God has divine appointments for you. He has divine appointments for you, and he's bringing people in your life because he wants you to give them the gospel of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is at hand. As we conclude this broadcast, Father Tom's going to pray for you, and he's going to re- release the glory of the Father through him. Father, we praise you, we bless you, we worship you. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, who is your Son, your only Son, eternally begotten, pour out upon your people, hearing our voice, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pour out upon your people the power of the resurrection. Pour out your uh, Holy Spirit that makes true and new the cross of Jesus Christ. Our forgiveness is in the blood of the Lamb. Do you know that today? Your forgiveness is in the blood of Jesus. So, Father, pour out the Holy Spirit that cleanses your people. Pour out the Holy Spirit that gifts your people. Pour out the Holy Spirit that brings your love to people. I'm going to tell you something that's happening starting tomorrow, the first day of Lent. Forty days of life. Forty days of life. Forty days of life. 1055 Commonwealth Avenue. You have nothing to do for Lent? Go to Planned Parenthood and pray. Bring your Bible and read. Let God arise. Let all his enemies be scattered. Hallelujah. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season.